0: Cliffcentral.com.
1: Anyway, uh, we've got to move on because we have the great and powerful JJ Cornish who's with us. Hello, Mr. Cornish. How are you, sir?
0: Bonjour to you. I'm immensely well. And, uh, please don't ask me about women's cricket. I don't want to take the flack.
1: No. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm really happy that there is uh, a place where talented female sports uh, stars can, can ply their trade just like Anything else, I, you know, if there's some guy out there who I don't know about who's, I don't know, a brilliant basketball player, chances are I won't know who it is. But, of course, there's space for everybody. Just don't pretend that we're talking about something anyone else cares about here because nobody cares. The Grammys. Uh, women's cricket, nobody cares. But what we do care about, JJ, is African analysis, and that is brought to you every single time by the Johannesburg Business School. They've come back for another year to keep us informed about the African continent. So we got a lot to get into this morning. Um, first of all, let's talk about a real issue. Human Rights Watch have reported atrocities by Rwandan-backed Tutsi rebels in the DRC. This is a very sensitive issue. You know, it's it's within living memory jj that the the great genocide happened in rwanda and i'm surprised that of all the countries in africa the one who would be participating in atrocities would be rwanda after the hard lessons that they all learned what the hell's going on there
0: you know there's a terrible history of countries that have been very very badly put upon Overreacting when finally they get some strength. And, and I mean, you know, that's just the thing. I suppose within the, within the psyche of the nation, they say, we're never going to have to happen this again. We've just got to be very strong. And they supporting these, uh, the Rwanda supporting these Tutsi rebels. And the, the human rights watch and UN experts have pointed out that they've, there's a people of North Kivu. Uh, they've they in november they killed 23 summarily executed 23 they've been there's been forced recruitment of civilians they've made life hell for the people in north Kivu, and uh they've been told to stop it well the congolese themselves are also being told you're going to have to prioritize civilian protection and you're going to have to stop using militia as proxy forces use proper army forces but it it really is very very depressing, and the and médecins sans frontières are warning of a health disaster because cholera is spreading in the uh, camps of displaced persons around Goma. So uh, you know the, the, what the way they have, have ascertained this, they've actually interviewed a number of survivors, of witnesses, of family, of local authorities activists diplomats journalists so this is true what they have is the unalloyed truth of the atrocities by the m23 and the fact that the m23 is supported by rwanda by paul kagame
1: Yeah, this paul kagame is uh, so, slowly starting to build himself a reputation for being one of the least popular people in in africa despite the fact that he seems to get you know some 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 of the stuff working it's like people always go oh well you know hitler built the autobahns but he was still hitler and paul Kagame is is definitely not a man who's um everybody's friend he certainly hasn't stood up for free speech for journalists for making sure that there is some kind of you know uh open society where rwanda is concerned but people do say he gets things done like a lot of dictators do um in this case obviously This is not the kind of thing that anyone wants their president involved in, atrocities, even if he's just commanding it from the outside.
0: Even worse, he actually gets down to killing his political opponents. And uh, he did one of those In well, made attempts at several of them and actually achieved one in South Africa at the Michelangelo Hotel. So, you know, I mean, that's why uh, relations between South Africa and Rwanda are very soured as a result and uh you know it's just it's he 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 behaves appallingly and the people who do appreciate him appreciate the law and order that he's restored and so on but rwandans themselves you know get arrested for driving in a dirty motor car (laughs) you can imagine that's hardly a a freedom isn't it
1: no i mean in this country can you imagine our police telling us that your motor car is dirty and they're going to arrest you i mean that's just unbelievable all right let's talk about Talk about Mali, because as I mentioned to you a while ago, I spoke to LJ Fenter about what's going on in the Central African Republic. It's uh, just now two, three weeks ago that I spoke to him. And he also mentioned Mali. And really there are two sides there. They're the Russians under this Wagner group. And then there's the UN, which is, you know, trying to, to maintain some kind of peacekeeping. And most of these, uh, these puppet banana republics like the CAR or like Mali, are held up very tenuously. Now, I believe that Mali has expelled their UN human rights chief. So who's in charge there now? Yes. Well, Guillaume Ngefa Atondoko
0: has been expelled. And why? Well, because when they had hearings back in New York about what is happening there, the witnesses that he chose uh, were were activists and people that really knew what was happening on the ground. And the Malians just couldn't take this. So they said, you're out. But without the blue helmets in, Mal- in Mali, they're in stone trouble, absolutely uh, uh, can't contain things. And certainly the Wagner forces are responsible for atrocities themselves and, and are not doing the job that they're supposed to work. They're mm. desperately responsible for human rights violations. But, uh, you know, the, 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 the coup, the people from the coup of 21 uh, are denying this. But it's, no, again, one of those situations where, uh, the the UN experts themselves are saying this is what is happening on the ground, and this has to be stopped because it, it affects all those countries in uh, in the Sahel, uh, you know, and uh, particularly Burkina Faso and others. And it, it's created a zone of instability and a zone of enormous danger to the people living there.
1: JJ, somebody here asked in the comments, and I know I can always drop these surprise ones on you too. Uh, Dusty Nose says, Gareth, please ask JJ. Did Madagascar get their gold back? Because Airlink in South Africa can now uh, South Africans can now fly directly to Madagascar again, so we can fly to Antananarivo, right? What happened? Yes. Indeed,
0: I, I have to say I don't know exactly. There've been a lot of negotiations, and whether or not the actual gold—you know what gold was 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 outstanding—what we have is a, is a president, former DJ, who who, who really plays it off the cuff, and uh, so it was uh, a, a, a stupid thing to do, particularly since they rely so heavily on traffic from here. What what they're thinking of in Madagascar right now is not the flights and getting south africans back or south african business back but the terrible terrible weather at this time and the cyclones mm. and you know those sort of things that are making life untenable for them at the moment so i suppose he would have thought that uh, why why go through this let's uh, let's get the flights back at least and and and, and score a point here and there but uh, this right. has been very very welcomed and, uh, I, 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 I would certainly welcome it because, you know, I've been to uh, Madagascar several times as an election observer. I have a very special place in my heart for the Madagascar. The most, it's the most charming place to go to. And, and I, I hate anything to happen there that, uh, that uh, obfuscates the, the, the situation. I think that, uh, they need to get back on their feet. And the president needs to do to see that they do that as soon as possible.
1: Well, because you never know who's listening. Carl, who listens to us, says, he knows my law firm and I are at work on the gold case. The gold is still in the possession of the South African government. So there is actually a law case going on between the two countries at the moment. So there we go.
0: I'll certainly pick up on Madagascar. Next time we speak, I'll have I'll have chapter and verse on
1: it. All right awesome that's jj cornish and analysis. it's brought to you by the johannesburg business school and we're looking at what's happening around us on the african continent as he said he'll be back with more in madagascar and a bunch of other things uh the next time we chat to him unfortunately for whatever reason it just um it kept breaking up this morning so we're gonna let that happen and let jj go for the rest of this morning we will catch up with him i promise again very very soon
0: Cliffcentral.com.